0: On today's episode of the Senior Quotes Sports Podcast, we are joined by the former Boston College Athletic Director, Mr. Martin Jarman, who now is the new AD for the UCLA Bruins. This has been a long one in the making, so let's get into it.
1: What up guys i welcome to another episode of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast brought to you by the Big Picture Sports Group I'm your host Aiden Broderick joined as always by Jack Coleman and today as you heard Martin Jarman here with us finally we are so excited for this interview and so glad that he can make the time for us Martin how are you doing today?
2: Aiden I'm good brother I'm good and, and Jack uh, you've been chasing me for years now <laughs> man here we are I finally caught you man I finally
0: caught you. Those those UNC Wilmington days are over, man. <laughs> There's oh, some, new, some new bloods in town.
2: <laughs>
0: so how have you been? I mean, everything is going crazy in the world right now. And on top of it all, you're making a big move. Um, so how has Corona impacted your, your day-to-day life, man?
2: You know, uh, this pandemic has been, uh, it's been a challenge for everybody. Uh, and I'm no different, you know, just uh, from... From being home and and uh, trying to be as careful as we can, and also making decisions that impact a lot of people, uh, not just from an organization standpoint, but our young people, our student athletes. So, uh, you know, it's changed. It's changed how everybody kind of goes about their life. You know, it's been a big disruptor, and obviously, in our world, in athletics, uh, it's a game changer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really changed the landscape of college athletics uh, since uh, that what, March 11th or March 12th, whatever that date was, that, that the world changed a little bit. So, uh, so it's, it's had its impact on me and, and our, our athletic space.
0: And, and it's not even athletics when it comes to UCLA. I believe I read that you have the number four hospital in the nation over, the, over out there. So, you know, it's not <coughs> just a football program or a, or a basketball program when it comes to the Bruins. Like, there's a lot at play here and at stake that you guys kind of set a precedent for the rest of the country. So I'm I'm sure the sports go hand in hand with some of the decisions being made. And as a new AD coming in, which, again, congratulations, that's a lot on the table right off the bat, man.
2: Yeah, no, it is. And and thank you. I appreciate it. You know, uh, UCLA is a a complex, large um, institution, you know. So there's a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of people. The hospital, as you mentioned, it was uh, rated number four in the country, U.S. News, uh, which was uh, phenomenal. Um, but also, too, it, it serves the greater community of Los Angeles. And uh, as, as you guys probably know, you know, Los Angeles has had its uh, bouts with uh, coronavirus and the outbreak and try to get a handle on that. So um, it's it's been interesting. Uh, I haven't been there yet. I'm I'm uh, moving this weekend, so I'll, I'll get out there. But uh, just from afar, uh, it's a lot going on. A lot going yeah. on. There's, ne- there's never a day that looks the same. I can tell you that no, for definitely. sure.
0: Definitely. But, th- but that's, you know, kind of what you want out of a job. It keeps you on your toes, keeps you striving for better and more. So I got to ask, was this always on the table or, or what point during the pandemic, leaving school and everything, were you actively looking for a new role, a new AD spot? Did it just happen to fall into place and, and everything clicked? What, what was the story like for you?
2: No, I, I wasn't looking for an AD spot, uh, or another job. You know, I had never interviewed in my three years at Boston college. That's the truth. Um, wasn't looking. And, uh, but you know, in life, that's, that's usually how opportunities happen. You don't see them coming. And, uh, you know, initially, uh, you know, they, they use a search firm and they reached out and I was unsure. Uh, and quite frankly, I, um, declined initially uh, when the search firm first reached out to me and, uh, and then uh, COVID happened and I was really focused uh, on that as far as the spring sports and, and really trying to assess the situation and be there the best that I could for our coaches and student athletes of our spring sports and also the winter sports that were going into championship season. Like I'm thinking um, men's ice hockey, I can remember going to their locker room with Jerry York and, and the guys and talking to them that day. So I was really focused on that and what did that look like in the spring. and um, you know, UCLA was always kind of in the back of my head a little bit when they when they reached out again, and uh, uh, I, I will tell you, I think with everything that was going on uh, with COVID and the pandemic and just you start assessing different things, and um, I've always wanted to have impact uh, in this business. I've always wanted to have, um, you know, a significant impact and influence with college athletics uh, and student-athletes because I was a student-athlete. And uh, I think that's a calling that's, that's higher than myself. And the, the more I, I kind of reflected on it and thought about it, uh, the more that I felt that uh, UCLA was a great opportunity uh, and a great challenge. And uh, I do like challenges. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a person that attacks them instead of cowers from them. Uh, and so it was a, it was a unique experience uh, thinking about it, but I never saw myself. Um, leaving b c obviously in three years, I never saw that I never saw living on the west Coast, so none of this I really saw, but I would tell you that I think it was kind of a confluence of the pandemic and everything happening uh, and i had uh I had a little health issue also, so a lot of that just makes you you know focus in on you know what's 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 most important to you and your goals and your dreams and aspirations and and that 's kind of how it came together
0: yeah and i mean it's obviously tough i you have a family too. And congratulations. I just saw it was your anniversary the other day. So
2: thank you. Thank you. That's huge. Uh, (laughs) Went down to the seaport. That was good. That was awesome. (laughs) Um,
0: But is this kind of like a dream spot? I mean, everyone thinks of L.A. and everyone who's a dreamer and a go-getter like you and you still sound like a man for others at at your heart. Was was this a dream spot now,
2: now that you're out there? You know, I, I don't think of any place as a dream spot. Uh, you know, because I didn't grow up thinking I would be doing what I'm doing. You know, I just want to have impact and I want to affect people's lives for the better. Uh, I want to serve and and do the best that I can with what God has blessed me with. And that's kind of what I think about. So, so I don't have one place or one job because I really truly think you can, you can serve a higher purpose and use your skills and talents for good in multiple jobs and areas of professional growth and development. So uh, to me, I don't look at it that way. What I will say is UCLA is a phenomenal opportunity. You know, when you look at something, you can you can look at the challenges, or you can see opportunity within that challenge. And and I see a lot of opportunity in UCLA. And I know that um, with the right uh, mix of just uh, of hard work, effort, uh, talent, and and service, that uh, I have no doubt in my mind that there are bright days ahead for UCLA and and for me and. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I just see a tremendous opportunity uh, to make change and be a leader in college athletics. And that's what UCLA is. And that's what I intend to, to keep it going.
1: That's something interesting that I'm picking up on. Um, last month, we interviewed our, our high school athletic director, uh, Vito okay. Shiravallati. And he actually had a very similar situation over COVID where he wasn't looking for a new job. He was just trying to deal with everything that's going on with COVID and how our spring sports were even going to happen, which, of course, they didn't how winter sports were going to wrap up, everything that you said. And he's also very mission-driven, uh, didn't really see himself doing this. And long story short, he also was approached uh, during, before COVID for a different job out of the industry. Doesn't take it, doesn't even consider it. But COVID, you know, changes everything. He said the exact same thing as you. He thinks about, you know, what's most important to him. He just got married. I think they just had their first daughter a couple mm. Yeah, one or two kids now, Jack. I mean, very recently. So this is a new family and he, I mean, just put them first and decided that, you know, it was time for a change. And now he's working with technology and surgery, you know, in the the operating Mm. room. So it's just really cool to hear that you're the same way. Yeah. um, He never saw himself as an AD and now he didn't see himself doing that, but he saw, you know, a purpose and a mission. And it's cool that, you know, yeah, exactly. And that you're Mm -hmm. staying in the same industry, but see the same thing. I didn't really have a question through that, but just wanted to really comment and say both of those paths are cool to you know see and hear. Yeah,
2: you never know where life is going to take you, and yeah. and that's and that's what you always got to try to keep a, an open mind and be and open to opportunities uh, because they come in different forms and different ways. Uh, you never know how you're called to serve and and help others, and uh, you know at the end of the day that's what it's about. And uh, this is not something that that I saw. Uh, I loved my time at BC. I, I enjoyed the city. I enjoyed campus. I enjoyed the men and women for others and the the ethos of what Boston college is about. And, uh, and, and quite frankly, we were, we were really on an upward trajectory. And so, um, that that's hard to leave that when you start to see the fruits of your efforts and, uh, so, no, it, was, it wasn't planned at all. But that's, that's how life happens sometimes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And same thing that Vito said as well. So, very cool. We do have to thank you for bringing in Coach Jeff Hathley, who we're very excited. You know, yeah. we wish you were staying with us to, yeah. you know, have those times together. But I think <laughs> – let me see. We, we've hired, of course, uh, a new AD as well. I think Pat Kraft is his name. Really excited to see that. But I'm going to say mm-hmm. it feels like a passing of the torch from you to Coach Hathley. you know, the Ohio State connection if you want to talk about where, you know, your paths have crossed before and how that started. But I feel like that is your direct passing. Like you'll still be with us through Coach Athlete. I'm very excited <laughs> for that. But uh, tell us about that if you uh, don't mind.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I, I I love Jeff. And and that was uh, one of the most uh, unfortunate um, kind of byproducts of this, of this how it went down is, is uh, I was looking forward to, I'm uh, not even looking forward to it because we already were working together. We, right. we got a lot accomplished since he came on board December 11th or 12th, whenever that was. And uh, we were working arm in arm just uh, trying to, to move the program forward uh, because you get better in the off season, you know, whether it's uh, training, budget, outlook, perspective. And so uh, we were working really nicely together. And, and I was, you know, it's, it's crazy because I never, if you would have told me, in December when we hired Jeff, that I would never see him get to coach a game. I would have said, you're crazy. Uh, I I was so excited about him and his family and and Gina and and the girls, you know, like I just think he is a great fit at Boston College. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be successful. And and I'm going to root for him harder than anybody uh, because I know what he is capable of and his staff that he assembled is, is a phenomenal staff. And I'm excited to see those guys get after it. And, and I'll be i I'll be a rooting for, for Jeff and BC. And uh, I joke with Jerry York, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge hockey fan now, you know, I, I got no hockey in the PAC 12 or UCLA. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a big uh, Katie Crowley and Jerry York, man. I'm a big hockey fan. So, <laughs> uh, so that's good. But, but yeah, so, so I'm excited about Jeff. He he's, he's going to do a great job. I, I can tell that he's, He's uh, seen an uptick in recruiting, uh, and that's connection. You know, he connects with with young men uh, in an excellent way, and and parents as well, and his staff does too. So uh, it's it's good to see that energy. It's good to see that kind of vibrancy with the program. You know, football determines a lot, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad that that BC football is in Jeff Halfley's hands, no doubt.
0: Man, keep keep those eagle gifts coming. I I every time <laughs> I open up Twitter and see one, I'm amped the yeah. time. Uh, But we brought up before hockey and, of course, we talked about Halfley. So the hype has been building. And I think it really hit that first initial like, oh, my God, this is awesome moment when we had the hockey game and it was mobbed. Maybe the most packed I've seen of BC sporting events since college game day. And Halfley comes out and gives his first initial get in speech. So whose idea was that? Was that you? Was that coach? Who, who put that all together?
2: You know, it's, it's a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's Jeff, uh, myself, Jason Baum, who is the Senior Associate of Athletic Communications. He's very talented. Yep. Uh, he's got great ideas. And so, um, and, and Jeff and Jason work really well together. But it was a team approach, you know. And, and, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, what, what, when we hired Jeff and, and he and I were spending some time, you know, I said whatever is going to be his thing, it's got to be him. You know, you can't fake that. It's got to be who you are and what you believe and what you're passionate about. Um, and so the cool thing for me is uh, I think I was seeing something on Twitter where it said, tough, love, compete. I remember on the plane when we were coming um, to the press conference and talking about what is your program going to be about? You're going to get asked that. And he said, toughness, love, compete. You know, like he said it. Yeah. And so I, I like seeing that because I know that's how he – feels to the core and that's what he believes in and that's what he wants to build that program uh, about so uh, so I, I'm excited to see him you know do his thing and and as a first-time head coach you know there's so many things coming at you but I think he's handled things well and uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him continue to uh, to excite everybody in the Eagle fan base yeah, yeah like, like really you excited. said
1: Oh, no question about that. But um, it is tough whether you're an AD moving schools or a coach coming into his first head coaching job. What a weird time for that, right? But he really (laughs) seems to have made a smooth transition. And part of that helps that, you know, he did come in in December, which I kind of forgot about, I guess, maybe because I was mid season and he didn't get to coach a game. But even still, he's been here since December, which is awesome. And another player who you helped. Well, come he was in, in the with... playoff,
2: actually. So he really didn't oh, come until January. That's true. Right. Yeah. And then remember, yeah.
1: he was on the um, national championship coverage. That was the first time he kind of got to show the world he was a BC guy, even though he's still talking from an Ohio State perspective. I did forget about that, of course. But mm-hmm. regardless, he hasn't suited up for BC yet. Really excited to see that. And really excited to see the debut of Phil Jerkovic, who you, mm-hmm. obviously, we talked about this last year. You <laughs> had another, another <laughs> a very happy gift oh, for us. Yeah. Um, so many yeah, sleep we're just, hype. <laughs> Yeah, we, oh, we've you asked you before. You guys are
2: funny, man. You guys
1: are funny, man. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta bring some kind of energy, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, no one would come on the show, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, what You've told us a little bit about it before, but this is way before the waiver process and everything. Can you give us some details at least on what you helped with in that process when he initially said he was going to transfer to BC?
2: Yeah, well, we, we started it. You know, um, as far as getting to building the case and, and working with our compliance staff and, and Jeff and Phil and his family, uh, you know, we, we initially built the case and, and wrote it in a way that uh, we felt would accurately describe Phil's experience at his previous institution and why we felt that he uh, should be granted a waiver and relief uh, because of that experience. And, uh, and so that process started, um, you know, probably shortly after um, he had committed and started classes back in January. Uh, and these things take time, you know, they take time. And so, uh, you know, too, too they, they went <laughs> through the process and the NCAA has a process that you have to respect. Uh, They've got a lot of requests, a lot of waiver requests. I've seen the other side where the the sheer volume of it, uh, it can be a lot. And so I know people get impatient, but, uh, you know, the process went the way it was supposed to. And uh, I think BC did a great job with supplying more information and uh, materials. And and I think, uh, you know, ultimately NCAA and that committee, uh, made a, a a good decision in my in my opinion based on what what I knew of the case that uh, Phil deserved to be eligible and so i was uh I was happy to see that and you know that was one of the last things I remember before I left I just said, hey you know if you guys need me to continue on or do something i'm you know that was going to be something I wanted to see that through and uh, because i feel i feel or felt that Phil deserved that opportunity and uh, i'm I'm glad to see that it worked out that way that NCAA did, what, what they should have done. Uh, so, so that was good. So uh, I'm, I'm glad he's, uh, he's eligible.
1: And so, so are we. <laughs> I, I mean,
2: everything in regards to
0: football is still up in the air. I mean, we have some games set, but no one really knows if a season is going to end up happening. Uh, we sure hope it does. But, again, mm-hmm. you know, it's players first. But if everything goes off without a hitch and Notre Dame comes to campus this year, how big is that game for Phil?
2: Well, oh, I mean, I, I obviously it's the institution that he was at, so I'm sure it'll be important you have to ask him that. But I, I think <laughs> we're, trying. It will be, we're trying to get him on. <laughs> you know, from an AD's perspective, if you can get to that game, it's going to be great. <laughs> you know, um, if you can get to that game, it's going to be great, and and so that's kind of the way I look at it. But obviously, you know, when you when you compete against a former uh, institution of yours, that's special in certain ways for certain you know different guys based on what what your experience and you know obviously you know a lot of teammates former teammates and and so um and, and usually guys that leave they have a ton of friends on the team so you know i'm sure it'll be an interesting uh environment for him to to compete in and uh but i would tell you the larger perspective is if you get to that game where Notre Dame's coming to BC then everybody's going to be uh pleased yeah
0: definitely um so when you had come to Boston College, one of the first things you did was bring alcoholic beverages into <laughs> Alumni Stadium. I, I mean, hey, awesome what, job. What a sure. great resume we're, booster there. We're, <laughs> we're still – we're upcoming juniors here. I was about to say, we, we so, haven't experienced you know. it yet.
2: Yeah.
0: You guys aren't 21 yet. You yeah, don't,
2: exactly. don't have no, sir. about that. No, sir. A couple come more months,
1: now. but no, sir. A <laughs> couple more um, months,
2: that's right. But in regards to
0: UCLA now, what is going to be your day one plan moving forward? I mean, obviously, you're already working with them, but there's a lot going on. Like we said, there's coronavirus. On top of this, there's the entire Black Lives Matter movement. So mm-hmm. it's a tough time for guys playing in, in sports right now and representing their colleges. So what is some of the things that you want to instill from day one?
2: Well, the, one of the first things we did in my first week was we launched a Voting Matters initiative. VMI uh, awesome. and that was um, that was a response a direct response to what was going on socially in our country and I connected with a few student-athletes I wasn't out there yet uh, i had been recently named and uh, a lot of them were confused were hurt uh, but they more importantly, I heard they wanted to do something and they didn't know what to do and so I kind of reflected on it over a weekend and it just came to me we need to we need to help our young people make it make a change make impact and make a difference And uh, the first thing is you got to reflect and think about what are you passionate about? Uh, And I did that. And then the second thing is you got to act, you got to do, you can't, you can't stand on the sidelines when things are going on this way. So
1: um,
2: I think it's more important than voting is, is voter registration and education. And that's what the focus of voting matters initiative is. And uh, what we did is we launched that. We made it mandatory, not just for student athletes, uh, to have a couple of educational sessions on the history of voting in our country, um, the history of registration, uh, politicians, different sides of the aisle, perspectives, everything that encompasses what you need to know to be an informed, educated voter uh, mm-hmm. and register. But we also made a mandatory for our athletic department staff, because I, I felt very strongly that uh, you've got to model the behavior you want your young people to see, and uh, I want the whole athletic department, whether you choose to vote or not, I want you to be educated on the process. Mm-hmm. And we made time for that. We made mandatory time out of uh, everybody's schedule for that. So I was excited about that. And then you saw a couple schools do it right after we did, you know, and a couple schools have reached yeah. out to me and our team to, to ask, you know, some of the details about the partnerships that we did on campus uh, with the Voting Matters Initiative. So it was fun. It, it was yeah. exciting. We had our first. Uh, Session actually last week with the athletic department Uh, had a session this week with our student athletes, uh, we have some more lined up to where uh, hopefully, at the end of the day, people feel and understand what the registration process is and how they can use their platform to vote and and, and voice their opinion on uh, what's going on today. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very incredible. glad to hear yeah. that. So not quite beer and wine, guys. I not was about to say wine, but- <laughs> it's, it's a much different
0: be- start. No, <laughs> no, but it but, it, but it's, it's bigger than that, you know? Not more important. Oh, okay. But um so it, we kind of touched on this a little bit too, but the craft transition now. Did mm-hmm. did you have any role to play in that into who would maybe be that next person or any advice you maybe gave him when he did <laughs> land the role?
2: Oh, no, I, I didn't have, a, pro, I didn't have a, a role or a part in the process that, that, um, that Boston College and, and Father that he did to select Pat. Uh, I think it was a great choice. Uh, I, I knew of Pat, and I think we talked. I think I called him as soon as I had heard uh, that he got the job, and just wanted to be a resource for him, and, I, and that still continues. So, you know, I'll check in on him every once in a while. I'll text him or, or call him just to say, hey, you know, how you doing? Uh, because it's a lot when you transition during his environment. That's the, the cool thing about it is we're going through some of the same things. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's having to move. Um, he's having to learn new people in an environment where you can't see everybody face to face. And so he's going through a lot of the things that, that I've been going through. And so, uh, so we talked maybe, I, I want to say at least twice. I know we mm-hmm. talked at least twice and we've communicated on text and, you know, I just told him, like, I want BC to be successful. You know, I, I feel like I poured my heart and soul into the Heights for three years. And so I want to see that, that trajectory continue upward. And, and uh, I'll be rooting like heck. So I want to be a, a resource as best that I can uh, while, you know, uh, focusing on my new opportunity and, and doing the best job that I can. But absolutely, I'm going to be a resource for him. And, uh, you know, I, I intend to, uh, to stay out of it and let him do his thing and uh he he's going to do a great job also. I'm I'm excited for him and his family uh because this, BC is a special place and and I think he'll fit it well. Mm.
0: Um so you obviously have all of this love for BC still. Can can you pinpoint a moment that stands in your mind as your favorite Boston College memory from your time on the hype? Man,
2: there's so there's so many. Uh it's it's hard to pinpoint one. I can I can tell you you know i could i could rattle off like three or four easy i mean we'll take that <laughs> uh, uh the first we did a first generation um event where we started a a, a group of student athletes first generation student athletes and i remember um when you start something new you never know how it's going to be received or how it's going to go and the first event we did we had about 60 uh student athletes that were first gen um in the um oh my gosh the room in in, uh, in Conti um, Shea room, the Shea room, Sharing. and yeah. we brought everybody together with some campus partners and resources, and it was really just to get everybody in a room and say, "Hey, we're here to help you hmm. succeed and thrive." And just listening to some of the stories, saying that they were the first uh, in their family to go to college, or they're motivated by they have a younger brother or sister that they want them to go to college, like that's what it's about. And, and I'll yeah. never forget that night, leaving Conti being like, this, this is one of the best nights of my professional career. Uh, because I saw hope, I saw connection, I saw um, what I saw in them was potential to make a significant difference in trajectory in their families' lives. And so like that, that was one of the coolest, I'm getting goosebumps, that was one of the coolest. Yeah moments and and we did more programming around first gen student athletes so that was cool obviously uh the upset against Duke when they were number yeah. one that was a special night uh won't forget that one um oh my gosh the the women's lacrosse game against unc in the mm. final four in maryland uh that was i'm getting goosebumps on that one too that was that was phenomenal um i i think when
0: we were up against clemson that that first oh Oh that man! First touchdown that we were up. I have never heard Alumni Stadium that loud or any it was electric. It any electric. sporting event that loud in my entire life. It was insane. I mean, that, the rest followed, but you know, the, yeah. the
2: short, college game day was good, it's cool too. College game oh, yeah. day. That was that was a special kind of like couple of days, you know, because you really got to see BC on a national platform. Excel and shine, you know, and, and that was cool because that brought so much pride to alums and the city. So, um, you, you know, again, I can name you 10 other moments, man, but it's, it's not one. I think it's a collective uh, group of them.
0: Definitely. So with moving out to L.A., obviously City of Stars, is, is there anyone in particular that you <laughs> want to meet while you're out there, while you're at UCLA? I mean, it could happen
2: um you know there's so many uh there's so many people i want to meet so I, there's not one that that kind of jumps off uh you know obviously uh with the pro sports there um you know dave roberts he's a ucla grad and, and um, you know manager and um kareem Abdul jabbar i mean i did a zoom with him i mean that That's was that crazy. was wow uh you know, you and you got you got your LeBrons and PG thirteen and Kawhi, I, I, you got I'm those sorry. guys. I'm waiting but on Dudley, the man. I, I, my boy Dudley, Jared Dudley's out there. Yeah, for I forgot uh, that. He, yeah. You yeah, may or he was, may
0: not hear his name later, too. But uh yeah. Ooh,
2: yeah, yeah no, he was good, man. He he uh he reached out as soon as I got it and and oh, that's uh, awesome. actually he linked me up with uh Russell Westbrook. He was like, Yo, you'll you'll oh, like yeah. Russ. And uh Make he connected history. both of us. So so Jared's still Still giving me assists, man, helping me out. (laughs) That's what he does
0: best, man. He's awesome. Um, And I can't wait to watch him today, too, with the Lakers. That's going to be great. But I am waiting on the LeBron Jarman pick. It's going to happen. I'm manifesting (laughs) it to happen. There's going to be a handshake, a dap up something, and (laughs) – PC fans will lose their mind at some point. <laughs> uh, but, but we're waiting on it. the two kings, man. The two kings out in LA now.
2: Wow. We'll be waiting that's a good. long time in, in this uh, <laughs> pandemic, man. It's <That's> a good <laughs> point. Right,
0: we'll, we'll get the Jared Dudley one first <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. I'll see Jared first, man. He's he's in the bubble right now, though. He's got some yeah, a good
0: gonna point. 100%. He does. Yeah. That's good, but he's got to get past Dame first, and that's a challenge in its own right.
2: That's Oof. right. That's right. So, no doubt. Uh,
0: We've recently on our show, I, our last guest was Dr. Jen Welter, who was a BC alum, and she coached with the Cardinals. I got I to plug her real quick. If you're ever in need of any kind of football coach, I'm telling you that Dr. Jen deserves at least a shot. She is I like that. Incredible yeah. football talent. And That's cool. She was, she was listing off stuff out there that, like, truly – she is a football girl, like straight up. We talked about it with her, so I got to plug Jen. Wow, <laughs> that was very. Man, you will have,
2: have to send me uh, the the link or something so I can listen. To yeah, her. I'd love to yeah, listen. I've, I've heard about her. I've never met her, but I've heard good things about her. She's yeah. incredible.
1: That, that
0: was so much fun. Really good friends with Snoop Dogg too, which was awesome. We got to yeah. talk to her about that. <laughs> that youth football connection.
2: Him. Yeah, and Ken. yeah, there he's you not go. Snoop. He's not Snoop Lion anymore. He's no, I don't like think Snoop so. Dogg. I think he <laughs> went back. Here.
0: He's back to rap
1: now. Ah, I didn't know that was why. Yeah. (laughs) The more you know. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. All
0: right.
1: I was going to ask speaking of football, we've talked so much about it, you know, but what we haven't asked yet is the Pac 12 themselves. So I think was one of the conferences already considering pushing back, you know, all fall sports. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If not already. And I was going to ask, did you have, you know, at least some indirect or direct influence on that decision? Was there like a board? Or is this the conference themselves, which is different from each school's individual AD? Can you talk us at least through that decision? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a PAC-12 conference decision and, and that's led by the chancellors and the CEOs and the presidents of the PAC-12. And so, uh, you know, we, we serve at the pleasure, uh, the athletic directors, but um, you know, at the end of the day as, as the, the conference and the commissioner along with the chancellors and the CEOs and the presidents of these institutions, didn't have a, a, a great comfort level with uh, where things were. And so um, we absolutely supported the decision. And uh, for me, it was good to see alignment uh, across the board and, and everybody kind of understood where we were and uh, we're all in this together. And and uh, so that's, that's what bore out.
0: Mm, definitely. Um, so I gotta ask, I, I saw maybe a couple weeks ago, a month ago, that you had taken some of John Mood and stuff and started applying it to how you were talking to athletes and everything um and obviously he's a big part of the UCLA program what, what are some of the messages from him that you've been trying to instill whether it's within the players the staff whoever it may be
2: well you know I, re- I really haven't gotten into into coaches uh pyramid too much I mean obviously the pyramid of success is legendary and that's yeah. that's probably what you're referring to yep. because I I shared that very early on uh, because coach uh, is is such um, a huge influence on the culture and ethos of UCLA. Mm. And uh, it's, it's a blessing to have uh, a, a legendary iconic coach, but a better person from what I understand and have heard, and just how he looked at life, uh, how he uh, went about his business, you know, and, and what was interesting to me is, Uh, The first day I talked to some student athletes on Zoom and there was a freshman, uh, maybe softball player and uh, a junior rower. And I asked them randomly, you know, what made you choose UCLA? And both of them within the first one or two like items that made them choose UCLA was Coach Wooden's uh, influence. You know, Mm -hmm. um, one of them, their dad had always talked about coach and and his values, and they both talked about his values, and so for me that was fascinating because I always thought it was UCLA basketball, yeah. um, and that was the extent. But it, it goes well beyond that, and that was a pleasant surprise that I learned like first day on the job. Yeah. Um, so so I, as I as I kind of get more comfortable, I want to think more about just how we can we can honor his values and his legacy, um, and have it be a part of the daily life and ethos at ucla which we're already doing uh but but also too i want to do in my own way
0: definitely so what is and this kind of wraps up some of the questions i have but what is the long-term goal here obviously we have a big fight ahead of us with the COVID 19 pandemic but in regards to the sports world where everything is nice and fun still (laughs) what's the long-term goal you know for for ucla whether it's football basketball the entire program on the the whole
2: i want ucla to be elite um and i think it's an elite institution right now uh and athletics is a part of the institution and our job is to uplift uh, the mission of the institution in a positive way and and be a unit and organization and a program that alumni and fans are proud of, uh, but it's elite, and, and I want us to continue to be elite and be leaders in the college space moving forward. Uh, so, so my goal, I don't have, I don't think about it in terms of wins and losses, um, but I do think about, you know, what does it mean to be elite? What does it mean to compete for championships? What does it mean to be leaders and develop young people to be leaders in their community, um, and the world? you know, because that's what UCLA is about. Barrier breakers, Jackie Robinson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Arthur Ashe, Rayford Johnson, and Myers-Drysdale. Like these are people that transcended sports. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they are bigger than sports and they all came through UCLA. And so what I want to, to continue to do to the best of our ability is develop people that can change the world, but also make sure that UCLA athletics is elite and is, uh, When you think about those top programs in the country uh, and how they do everything, I want UCLA to be right there. And and that's, that's the goal. Let's go!
0: I'm not even a Bruins fan. I'm I was about I'm to say,
2: mm-hmm. you better be sold. a Bruins fan now, Jack. Come on, man! I you gotta be a Bruins it,
0: guy. Now, I will be. I'm. I'm 100. That's our Pac-12 I came on the team. Podcast. Our yeah. Pac-12 <laughs> team. Our Pac-12 team is officially the UCLA Bruins. You heard it here first. Everyone, get on the bandwagon. Let's you,
2: go. You can root for the Bruins when you're not rooting for the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? That's That's what what I mean. There's
0: love for both. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to buy a shirt right now.
1: Wow. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that, but I'll, I'll root for him.
0: <laughs> that's cool. They got to oh, yeah. I've got my
1: Russell Westbrook UCLA jersey. It may not be fake and came from China, but it still, you know, <laughs> it still says UCLA on the front. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no,
0: that's awesome, though. We, uh, we definitely are going to be rooting for you, though. Yeah, for there. sure. No, um, I
2: appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I I'll, I'll be rooting for you guys. Like I said, man, I I uh I love BC. Uh, the heights were unbelievably great for me and uh I hope that uh the work and energy and effort that that we poured into it um continues to show itself and manifest. Uh I do think bright days are ahead even though we're in this pandemic. Our trajectory has already been set and uh it's just time for the Eagles to keep soaring, baby. So Go. Best of luck to you guys, man, this fall, and uh I'll be rooting for you uh from the West Coast. (laughs) Let's go. Um appreciate that.
0: To wrap up here, I guess I'm gonna this is the first time doing it, so I'm gonna call it Coke or Pepsi, like the usual game. Um, I'm gonna give you two options. You gotta pick one. Okay. So you know, remember where your allegiances lie here. Okay. (laughs) So first off, all right, (laughs) Dave Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Ooh. And I know there's an answer you got to pick oh, here because wow. I know where you're from. Chill cold, cold, man. Cold yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> Vietnam, you got to represent, man. Come on. Let's gotta go. I
2: represent the hometown, man. <laughs> the hometown. <laughs> Fayetteville, stand up. Let's go.
0: So now, UCLA, the song, you know, UCLA, that, that whole song, or Mr. Brightside? <laughs> UCLA. <laughs> Good answer. That hurt. That hurt a little bit, but whatever.
2: In and Out burger or Tasty Burger? I don't know if I've had Tasty Burger. Oh. I've had In and Out, so I got to go with In and Out. I haven't Honestly, had Tasty Burger.
0: I'd, I'd pick In and Out too. And I, I had it once. I went out to Vegas once and had it. And for the money that it is, it's incredible burger.
2: It's good, um, man. But you know what I do love is, is White Mountain. White Mountain. I'm going to miss me some white, white Mountain, man. Right next to campus, too. I mean, oh, I really might have always... to go to White Mountain one more time before I leave. You, you got to. You um, got to. A playa pliable, too. Over there. <laughs> Those are in <laughs> Jersey, oh, They They started they in are. Jersey,
0: so I got them all over here, too. Oh, awesome. wow. Okay. Yeah. When they moved up to campus, I I walk in and see all the beach theme and everything. I feel right at home. That's <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> um, so, John Wooden or Bill Belichick? Oh coach. Coach. Okay. Coach, man. We we got like three UCLA answers here, so you're on the board. Yeah,
1: he's uh, Yeah.
2: <laughs> Russell Westbrook or Jared Dudley? Oh shoot. Oh man, both. That, you can't go wrong with either <laughs> man. That, you can't that, go wrong so cool, with either. <laughs> you can't go wrong with either. Both but I know Jared much better than I know Russ, mm-hmm. and so now what what would um, you I on the, love for both of I'll see
0: a little bit. Um <laughs> Troy Aikman or Doug Flutie?
2: Wow! Oh, it's mm, a great one. That's a great one. Uh, I haven't I haven't talked to Troy yet. Um, I've talked to Doug, so it's hard for me to say because I haven't had a chance to talk to Troy yet. I love Doug. Doug is mm-hmm. my guy, man. He was always great to me, texting. He uh, he loves BC. Um, there's
0: only uh, one catch, man. There's only one. There's only one catch and throw that goes down in in
2: the history books. I mean, Doug's a Heisman man. You know what I'm saying? He's got a statue out front, man. He's got a yeah. statue. So Doug's the uh, guy, man.
0: This one should be a little. I I don't know your allegiances here, but Carson Palmer or Tom Brady?
2: Oh, Tom Brady, man. Yeah. Well, Palmer's Palmer's Oakland Raiders. So
0: I was trying to find like.
2: I like that. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, didn't Carson go to SC? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: yeah. But so if you threw him like, a curveball
1: there and I wanted know. him to pick Palmer for Oakland, and he's right, one step ahead.
0: Very yep. impressive. But, right. <laughs> um, Lakers or Clippers?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I that's get a fair, fair answer right, right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to yeah. feel out the vibe of everyone else <laughs> in gotta the feel office. The vibe yep. I got to feel the vibe out. Yeah, I got to feel the vibe out. All right, and then last one, Chargers or Rams? A little
2: hard knocks action here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go okay. with the Rams. Okay. I'm going to go with the Rams. So, so
0: that concludes Coke or Pepsi. I, I'm a little hurt on Mr. Brightside still not winning that one. <laughs> uh, either wow. way, this has been in the making for so long. We just appreciated you coming on and actually giving us the time. I, I know there's been a lot going on for you. But, yeah, for real um, it's incredible and obviously you got big stuff to do out in Ucla and we're rooting for you as our number two team now let's go but no
2: i I, I want to thank you guys both and I want to commend you on the job uh, you're doing Aiden and, and Jack and Jack you know you've emailed me over the years and <laughs> you stayed with it and and I, I want to say part of the reason why I wanted to do this is um, you stuck with it you stuck with me and and that's that's going to serve you well when you leave the heights is you got to see it through and sometimes you just got to keep Keep swinging, keep swinging, and then you and you hit it. So one of the reasons why I, I wanted to come on is uh, to commend both of you for the job that you do and trying to do these podcasts and, and share information and have a good time with it. Because people, especially now, people need this kind of uh, connection and engagement um, when we're not with each other. So keep doing what you're doing and um, enjoy this fall. Wow, Definitely, I'm the one man. with the goosebumps now, Martin. Yeah, yeah that, really.
1: that one. On now. Thank you.
2: <laughs> See it through.
1: See it yeah. well. We really appreciate your time and okay. good luck out there and safe travels you. as well. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. Thanks, fellas. Thanks man. so See much, you.
1: Martin. Have a good one. Right.
2: Right. Later.